0: This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station.
1: It is 3.38 right now. As we were alluding to, kids and lying. It's something that, you know, it's not a skill that you're hoping to teach your children. Uh, it's But it, it is, we would be far too optimistic to think that we could get through life without lying. I'd like to welcome to the program Gail Heyman. She is a professor of psychology at the University of California in San Diego. And Gail, research shows us that the ability to deceive or the skill to lie, if you will, is not something that we are born with. That's absolutely right. Um, According to our research, children start learning to lie
0: around the age of three and a half years of age And before that, they just don't have the cognitive capacity to do so. Most people don't think of lying as something that you have to be smart to do, but it really does require an understanding of the the whole idea that other people can have false beliefs. Children aren't born with that. They have to develop and understand that idea.
1: Do you think that's something that is a, a behavior that they observe around them, or is it something just through life experience they realize that it's a skill they'll have to have or both?
0: Um, Both things are important. So, So, you know, children are observing lying well before they're three and a half, and they don't start doing it. So I think you need both the social experience and to observe people lying and also to experiment with it to get that, and also to be able to have the whole understanding of the idea of a lie for it to actually start working and for you to start doing it. Tell us a little bit about this particular study. Yeah, so in this particular study, we actually wanted to watch children learn to lie for the first time. Mm -hmm. And most developmental psychology research on lying is kind of a one-shot deal where you go and you do an experiment on a child and then you leave. And so the experiment that we did was was taking three-year-olds who were just a little younger than the age where children typically learn to lie and playing a game with them, a deceptive game with them, in which they had to deceive an experimenter in order to win a prize. So basically they they had to hide a candy while an experimenter had a blindfold on. And then when the experimenter unfolded, um, went to see where it was, Um, the child had to point to where it was. And if the child pointed to the right cup where it was, the experimenter would win the prize. But if the child pointed to the wrong cup and tricked the experimenter, the child would win the prize. So it was a deceptive game, um, kind of like a deceptive card game or hide-and-seek. And children played it for 10 days. And most children learned how to lie throughout the course of the study. So we could actually watch them learn to lie for the first time. And also this
1: game prompted them to start lying for the first time about six months earlier than they would have otherwise did you set up any parameters did you sit down the kids ahead of time and say now here's what will happen or did you allow them to figure that out through trial and error yeah they figured out the game through trial and error I mean, they were told, you can hide the candy, and if the
0: experimenter finds the candy, then they win the prize, and if they don't find it, then you win the prize. So it was kind of the rules at that level, and then children had to just figure it out. Mm -hmm. And some children, another key to our study was some children figured it out extremely quickly, like within the first session they figured it out, whereas others didn't figure it out even after all ten sessions (laughs) of the game. So we were also interested in how you could figure out which kids were figuring it out quickly and which kids weren't. And that's where we we discovered that their cognitive capacities really
1: predicted how fast they learned to lie. And what about, you know, empathy and morality? Where did that come in? I mean, were there children who figured out the rules but still wanted to share the candy? Or is that just not something that's likely to happen for most three-year-olds? That's a great question. There's lots of other research showing that three-year-olds and younger children even have empathy and want
0: to help others, but it depends on the context. So um, if you are playing a competitive game with your friends, you'd try to win the game. And that's the same thing for children, even though you might have empathy and help people in lots of other contexts. So um, I think we all have the early capacity to both be selfish and to be empathic and a lot about sort of the environment and what's going on helps us determine which sort of mindset to tap into.
1: And what happens with this research now? What will you do with it?
0: So we have a lot of other research going on looking at the topic of children's lying, including things like um, social influences on it, like, does it matter if, if your parents lie to you a lot? Um, does it matter if, um, we just have a whole range of things that influence whether or not children are likely to lie in different situations, and really looking at this moral aspect that you're interested in, sort of when can you get children to think about their responsibility to other people, and how does that affect their lying? So, so a lot of different topics related to this.
1: Has there been any negative feedback on this, that you're sitting down a bunch of kids- kids and saying, you know, okay, let's see if they can figure out how to lie? Or do people understand that that is just a a human trait and we all have that capacity? And uh, have you received any negative feedback at all?
0: We absolutely have received negative feedback on this. Some people really don't think it's ethical to teach children how to lie. Even, you know, our argument is that they learn to lie anyway a few months later or six months later, and that we're teaching them the kind of game that they would play anyway. But some people think that, Anything about teaching children or rewarding children for lying is is a terrible thing and um, that we shouldn't be doing this. So,
1: absolutely, this, there's some controversy about, about doing this. I have to imagine the parents knew what was going on, though.
0: Absolutely. In order to do any kind of research, parents have to give their approval for the process. And some parents didn't want their children to participate. And as we also, you know, some children chose not to participate. Usually for children, it was more um, that they stopped participating after a couple
1: of days because they were frustrated about losing the game. But, mm-hmm. but absolutely. And with this, so with this research now, what, mm-hmm. what will you do with it? Is it something that uh, you believe can help uh, with developmental uh, analysis of children or, or what, what happens now? How does this get put into a, a purpose that um, helps moving forward?
0: Yes, well, we see this This one particular study is just a small piece and a very much a larger puzzle understanding children's social cognitive development in terms of how their, their skills play into um, their moral development and a, a whole range of topics. So now we can begin to ask a lot of new questions like, well, once children learn to play games like this, does that actually have cognitive benefits for them? And in fact, it are, some new research we're doing suggests that actually learning these kinds of games makes children better able to think about other people and that other people might have different ideas than they do. And it also gives us a foundation for trying to figure out what can be done to help promote honesty in children. So we have a lot of research sort of looking at those kinds of issues and, and some hints about what kinds of things might help in terms of of creating a
1: society that's more ethical, were your, which is
0: one of the ultimate goals.
1: Were your results universal boy to girl, or was it something that you noticed a difference in gender?
0: In this particular study, we have no gender differences. Um, we occasionally do find gender differences in the research that we do. When we do, um, what seems to be happening is we, some of our studies, it's it's a different type of study, but we have children promise not to lie or not to cheat, and boys are more likely to break their promise not to cheat when, when we're looking, and this is when we're talking about still really young children, mm-hmm. like three, four, and five-year-olds. But in general, we don't find gender differences just somehow relating to this, these promises about ethical behavior. Boys, Young boys don't seem to take the promises as seriously as girls do. Could it also be impulse and control at that age? Absolutely. That's another thing that we've been looking at in the research that does seem to affect um, your ability to lie effectively involves involves impulse control. So yeah, we're pulling apart all these, all these different pieces, um, you know, because imp- impulse control both affects your ability to, um, to be honest and,
1: and also to lie well. So, so it gets kind of complicated. It does for sure. Gail, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Very interesting topic. Thank you. It is three forty seven now.
0: Calgary Today with Angela Cocott weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.